0: You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, right? And the most English phrase ever, but you're going to be someone's cup of tea and a few people's cup of tea. So like, don't try to be everything to everyone. Use the, like the uniqueness that you have as an individual and, and be confident that someone's going to see that and be like, this is the person for me, or this is the person for us.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Today we're going to talk about remote jobs super exciting so I actually have a guest here that has already been on the podcast but I asked her to come back because the first episode we did together was so so epic like I actually see that a lot of people listen to that episode so I was like Michelle needs to come back so welcome Thank you. Nice to nice to have
0: me. uh, Nice to be back. I guess nice for you to have me back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that our listeners are very excited also for you to be here. And we always do like quick questions in the episode. Obviously, our last episode was a while ago, so why don't we do it all over again just for the new (laughs) listeners? You know. (laughs) Um. So my first question is: How long have you been nomading?
0: There's an official and an unofficial. So there's digital nomading, um, probably since about 2017 on and off. Um, Nomading, probably
1: since the age of like 11. (laughs) All right. And um, where are you talking from right now? I am talking,
0: f- talking from sunny Manchester, UK. It is not sunny. It is gray and rainy. But I, at the
1: moment, I am in, yeah, in the UK. <laughs> Sweet. And you are British, right? I am, yes. Okay. Are you in your hometown now then? Yeah,
0: not not far. Like 10 minutes drive away from where I grew up, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that counts as hometown, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm at my sister's at the moment uh, in
1: in my brother-in-law's office. Oh, well, it's kind of nice also about this lifestyle, right? That you can go back to meet your family, but still work online and just, you know, you can like keep going with your normal life, but then at least you have all the family life as well. And that's really nice, especially when you have like nephews and little cousins and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've I've loved it. I have absolutely love being able to
0: like um, take them out to the park and like and hanging out hang out with them. Even when I'm working, they're
1: around me. Um, it's been lovely. Love it, love it. All right. So my last question is: How do you make your monies? I set
0: up a business when I first started nomading. I was working in recruitment. And they, there's a longer story, but the shorter version is they wouldn't let me work remote, so I quit. I set up Remote Rebellion, and and now I help people to get a remote job, um, and that is what I do.
1: Sweet, sweet. So in our, like I already said in the introduction, in the last episode, we we really had a killer episode, and it was really cool because we talked about resumes, and I know that. You know, like a resume is one piece of this massive puzzle on, you know, and finding a remote job, but there's just so much more. And you're very active on LinkedIn. I absolutely love your content there. I see also, you you know, the success of other uh, remote job seekers. And one of the things that I really, really love about your content and also about your whole approach in helping job seekers is that you're not like a fluffy girl you don't you know like you're very honest what do you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you're very like huggable
0: but <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet in person and hug and you can see how huggy i am i'm like <laughs> okay yeah let's see let's see you're
1: also a tiny person right i'm five okay. four yeah i yeah, think we're yeah. similar <laughs> yeah that's good and the hugs are good otherwise i'm yeah. hugging a belly that's so weird <laughs>
0: you're right I'm I'm not I'm not a fluffy girly girl like tell you what you want to hear like overly polite British person I'm kind of a bit blunt and to the point and get straight down to it
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and one of the things that you did um it was I think a few months ago already you had this post up about doing a resume review and this was like with your recruiter's eyes and I absolutely loved it because it was it was like a few seconds only like per resume and it was so honest and I'm sure that so many people (laughs) have seen it like oh my god I need someone also to look at my review or to look at my resume so I really really love that um so why don't we talk a little bit about your uh yeah your like strategy and your approach that could be helpful for other people as well like for job seekers because it's um It's not easy to find a remote job. No,
0: and and that's the thing. There's that. There's everything that is incorporated. It's actually finding the remote job. Mm -hmm. So many jobs out there are like remote, and then you scroll down to the bottom, and it says you have to go into the office or US remote or whatever. There's always like a, a. not always, but there's a, there's normally a catch. And the actual, the remote job market, even since we spoke the first time, has got even harder. More companies now are calling people back into the office and um, the, the opportunities are harder to find. So when you mentioned before about your resume, your CV being just one part of it, it it's really true. But a lot of people think, okay, if I've got a really good CV, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be sorted. So they spend so much time um, rejigging it, adding bits in, adjusting it because and i think i can understand it because people see that that's the only thing they got well that's the thing they feel like they got some control over the other bits like finding them and getting in front of them and saying the right things it just seems so like i don't know where to start with it you know and i noticed that when i first set up remote rebellion that the cv is just one bit of it that the actual and people say networking what does that actually mean like actually but making yourself visible to employers so that by the time it gets to them getting your application, they're like, oh, Nina, we've seen her stuff. We saw her. She's been in my brain already. The same way that Coca-Cola doesn't need to advertise, but they do so that their brand is constantly in your brain. If ever you're have a quench of you know when you quench your thirst and have a toxic drink you know you go to coca-cola <laughs> so it's it's, mm-hmm. it's the same way in like getting noticed and getting recognizable as well as knowing the right things to say the wrong things to say and that's why i'm so blunt with that cv review because not many people actually tell you the honest answer and if you ask your friends oh what do you think of your cv what do you think of this resume oh it looks great they don't give you an honest answer like <laughs> it looks shit.
1: You know, <laughs> <and> everything. Like <laughs> yeah. I I honestly th- I was talking with one of my freedom boosters the other day and she asked a bunch of people about her uh logo and about her name and I was also very honest to her. I was like, but this like this doesn't say and everyone was like and and a lot of people actually told her, "Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. It looks great." But that was like from a brand and from like a marketing point of view, I think we can work a little bit more on this because it's not clear yet. So yeah, Yeah. I think that asking your friends, maybe even your family, for like to review your resume is not good.
0: (laughs) No. And even even recruiters, even if you're applying for a job and you ask for feedback if people are lucky enough to actually get any feedback, it's usually vague because, and and there's a few reasons. There's lazy recruiters that just can't be bothered to go and get that feedback from hiring managers. There's busy recruiters that genuinely just don't have time because they got so much thrown at them. Or it might be they're so afraid of getting sued or getting some kind of lawsuit because they give the wrong feedback and it's taken the wrong way. Um, And it's such a shame because people are missing out on being able to um, hone in on getting real feedback by not getting this from companies. And the same is for the CV they're not going to give you individual feedback and if they do it's going to be really generic it's not going to be like you sound like an idiot in this paragraph obviously i'm not going to go that far i'm not i'm not mean (laughs) but but it's like being a bit more blunt you know
1: (laughs) oh that's funny no I, i think it's really good um so last time in the episode it was episode 53 i believe we talked a lot about resumes. So if you want to get the, the the blunt tips from Michelle about your resume, you can check out that episode, but also um, check out the video about the uh, the resume review, because I think it's really it's really nice. I will link it in, in the show notes. I think it's good for people to to see that. So today we're not going to talk about resumes because we we have dedicated a full episode to that. I would like to start with with the job searching because you just mentioned that that some jobs are remote some are remote but i'm in just a specific location that's already very confusing so my first question to you is michelle how like what are the different sort of levels or ways of being remote these days that job seekers can look at when they're searching for jobs
0: good question. And there's the official terms and what I define them as, and there's what what companies actually put on there. And that's why I'm I'm constantly calling out companies who are calling something remote when it's not remote, because it really pees me off, you know, like it's not, um, it's not accurate. So technically, officially, you've got hybrid remote. That means that you are forced to go into an office. I say forced because that's what I I don't agree with being forced and uh, mandated to go into an office. Uh, that could be once a week, that could be once a month. Um, it's usually at least monthly, um, but t- tends to be weekly as well. So that's hybrid. Then there's fully remote. So that could be fully remote from a particular city, which again I don't agree with because it's fully remote. Why do they need to be you to be in a city? That could be remote from a country or from a state. So you need to look out for terminology. If you're looking for a 100% remote job, that company usually understands that that means you are never required to go into that office. Okay. So fully remote can sometimes mean that you might need to go in for annual or um, quarterly get togethers. So I actually don't mind these a little bit too much as long as companies are really transparent about that's how it works. Because I do believe FaceTime is important. Like I I love meeting people face to face just because I'm remote doesn't mean you don't want to have any FaceTime as long as they're transparent. And then you've got the like the golden ticket, which is the WFA, which is work from anywhere. So companies who allow people to work no matter where they're from, sometimes no matter where they're, uh, they're based. Um, sometimes these do come with restrictions. It might be because of uh, legal reasons. It might be because they don't have an entity in that place. But typically, if you're looking to be able to become a digital nomad, you're looking out for work from anywhere companies.
1: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And then when you say work from anywhere, so those are like really full on contracts, right? Can you also like look at it in this way when you're, for example, a contractor or a freelancer? Because sometimes... When you're like looking for a remote job, like one thing is to have like this whole setup that you can like legally work from anywhere and be part of that company as an employee, which comes with like benefits and all of that kind of stuff. But I also have seen that you can be part of a company, but then you're like more in a, in a contractor kind of vibe, but you're still part of that company. you just have like a different arrangement. Like is the, what you just said that applies for this the same when you have like uh, your own business and you're just a contractor
0: yeah it actually applies you can be a permanent full-time employee for a company that allows work from anywhere they will go through what's called an employee of record so you might have heard of remote.com or oyster not affiliated um but they uh, they are an employee of record that will manage the relationship and, and cover all the legal and the tax and the contractual uh, requirements that that company needs to fill if they don't have an entity in the country that you're working from, mm. uh, the country that you're based. So they actually cover a lot of that off. So you can work as an employee or you can work as a contractor technically, but you're still
1: deemed as a permanent employee. So there's different ways of doing it. Okay, cool. So... What is it on because you also just said that you would like call companies out, or it's just like upsetting you, right? When you see like this fake remote job where Where do you think that's coming from? Because do companies just not understand it, or do they do you think it's just to like lure people in, just like to attract them? and then like what what is it, really? because it's I know I see it a lot too, and it's like it's it's super annoying.
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple um, or the ones that say work from home. Like I I, I tend to tell people to avoid those companies that say work from home because if they're using that terminology, they're pretty old school and they probably even want you to work from home and don't understand that you'll be somewhere else or they just they're really old school and don't understand the difference.
1: That's actually a good one because I, I see that too a lot like work from home. But my home is like anywhere. So can I apply or is there like something there? So let's say people come to you and they're like, okay, I'm looking for a remote job. This is like my situation. Like, how do you, how do you decide your, the strategy then for the job seeker? Is there something to prevent all of this, like going already in the whole application process? Like, what can you do before that? Because this sounds very time consuming.
0: It is and it's frustrating. And I think that's when people get to the end of
1: their tether and they just think,
0: it's just some these don't exist. These fully remote companies are not real. Like I because I've becoming so I've come across so many fake ones. What's the point? And then they put their dreams under a drawer, like in a drawer, under their bed, and they forget about it. And it's really sad. Um, but there's another way to do it. It's almost like reverse engineering, rather than looking for jobs and looking on LinkedIn, typing in marketing manager, whatever your job title is. Scrolling, scrolling, looking there, not remote, Damn, and then going on. The way I teach people is in addition to seeing uh, opportunities that you like, look at companies that are remote first or work from anywhere and go that way. So... As as part of the I, I, Remote Job Academy is a program that I, I, I walk people through. And one of the, the parts of that is a list of resources, which is over 700 remote first companies. And then of those, there's about half of them are work from anywhere. So that's one, one way to, to start and actually go down the list of those companies. Oh, what do these companies do? What size of company am I looking for? And actually reaching out to them. If they don't have an open opportunity, reach out with an open application and say, Hey, really interested in your company. Here's my skill set. Let me know if a job opens up. That's one way. Uh, Another way is actually immersing yourself in the remote world. So the LinkedIn algorithm is super, super um, clever. So when you uh, uh, when you start actually looking for remote jobs in certain industries for remote first companies, you'll see that that's all that pops up on your feed. So you really need to make that algorithm work in your favor, so that your world is surrounded by remote first companies and jobs in your field. So and and then once you start to do that a little bit more, rather than going on to let's say. I'm going to use Coca-Cola again because I don't know why, but Coca-Cola and I'm thinking, oh, maybe they'll have a remote job or maybe I can convince them that I can work remotely. Like you're wasting your time a little bit the same way that, um, I, I compare dating and recruitment quite a lot because it's quite similar. The same way, if you're if you're uh, attracted to someone and things are going really well, and they're like, oh, I just I'm just not ready for commitment. I'm looking not looking for a relationship. And you're like, I'm going to change them. I'm going to kind of try my best to see if they change their mind. It's really unlikely you're going to be able to. And there's going to be heartache in the way. There might be like small type, small percentage of people that will, but yeah, you're, you're, you're better off committing your energy and your efforts into companies who get it already. You don't have to convince them.
1: Hmm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. So, when you are looking then for companies, like is there also then a certain strategy that you have to find those companies because you have that resource, right? But then even like looking at 700 companies or 300 companies, that's kind of time consuming too. So, what like I'm not saying that job seeking is not time consuming at all, but I want to like give tips or I want you to give tips to the audience and like yeah sure just you know like those behind the scene tips. Um, so what would be the strategy there? You just go through the list.
0: It's about knowing the language that is used in, in if you when you when you're job searching you come across those jobs, picking out that language. So the work from home is is one of those. It's like. I tend to avoid the work from home. And if there's no, if they say the job's remote, but then nowhere in the job description does it say remote from UK or fully remote, or and it just doesn't mention it anywhere as a perk and advantage. Yes, it could mean they just missed it out, but it's highly unlikely. So um, I would tend to avoid these kind of companies. You can also set up job alerts on job boards. Um, So that doesn't have to be a remote job board such as job gather or work, we work remotely. And it could actually be a job board that's specifically in your field that you want to get into that has a filter for remote um now the you know the, the former is is probably one of the best options because they only have fully remote options on there but you can actually set up those alerts so you say i only want to get remote opportunities work from anywhere sent into my inbox in marketing manager fields. let's use the same example so that's another way um rather than looking at the traditional job boards such as indeed or Read that really haven't yet god knows why for years that later haven't really got onto this um understanding of what fully remote means
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. So how long does it take then to find a job? And I know that that depends on if you're a career switcher or if you're like going for a junior position or maybe for like a more senior position. Maybe you're like switching, uh, like seniority levels. Like what is, what is a fair amount of time that someone can give um, themselves to, to land a remote job? Like you said, it really does depend. Like I, w-
0: I've had people that have landed a job within two weeks with the first job that they applied to. Two weeks? Uh, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> they- <laughs> they, they, and now, because what, what we do um, as part of the program is we, we send them remote jobs according to the uh, the job title that they've uh, requested. So it's a hang job for them. So one of the guys that did it in two weeks actually was with the job that we sent him and he applied. They got him through the, the motions because he said something in his covered letter that really captured their attention. It wasn't like a generic application. So they're like, we're going to get this guy in before he goes off the market. So, um, yeah, two three weeks. And on the other end of the spectrum, some people took six months. And that could be maybe they're, they're not making as many applications. That could be because the market was just really quiet. Or that could actually be because there wasn't the right opportunity for them that they wanted to apply to. And they were in a role at the time and they wanted to wait for their ideal remote job. So there's so many different variables out there that there isn't a typical. And just the same way, everyone's individual. Everyone has a different experience and different something different to give. So I, I never give a typical you can get a job in three months, you can get a job in two weeks, because it, it really does depend.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When you start working with someone, can you like tell based on the profile or the 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 market, uh, the resume, like all of that, like, can you give predictions or do you stay away from that? No, I don't. And I don't actually,
0: if I did, I would never give predictions based on someone's CV experience skills it's their attitude mostly and this is what I'm realizing with the successful people that are coming through the remote job academy they're the committed ones they're the ones that are like I'm doing this and I've got this like I've got um one example Dave um he messaged he sent me a message on whatsapp two days ago no yesterday actually and I, I screamed at the gym because I just got the message and he just got a job and he'd, he'd only been with us for about four or five weeks and you could just tell when we first chatted he's like I'm going to all of my energy into this. And he was working mm-hmm. full time, but he was like, he didn't, he was in his fifties and he wasn't like, oh, you know, um ageism's a thing. I'm not going to get a job. He was, he had such a positive and a growth, a positive attitude and a growth mindset that mm-hmm. he was like, I'm good at what I do. I've got a lot to offer. I'm going to put everything in this and take your advice. And he did it. He had three interviews within a few weeks and he got a job offer for a not-for-profit that's hundred percent remote. So I knew right. he was going to do it and I knew he was going to do it quickly. So those kind of people, I kind of predict in my head, I can't predict a time, but I can say this person's not going to have a problem because they've got the right attitude to it.
1: I love that because it's like it doesn't then matter what your level is or maybe even what your experience is. It's just all like how you package it and then bring that package to the right place. So it's actually a good match rather than thinking like, oh, I don't have enough experience or I don't have like those massive numbers or wins on my resume, like what we talked about last time, right? So that means that finding a remote job is it, it could be for anyone as long as you're committed enough. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. And,
0: and I had that when I first got to Bali and quit my job. I didn't have anything to fall back on. I didn't have savings. I had a mortgage to pay back in the UK, but there wasn't another option to me. I'm like... I'm getting a remote job. I don't care what happens. Um, I, I, otherwise I would have been back living at my sister's, you know. Like I and I'm really I I appreciate that I've got the privilege that I wouldn't go homeless or hungry if if I had nothing to fall back on. But I'm still living in my sister's uh or my nephew's playroom, you know, like it's it's not exactly what I what, what I would have wanted. So I mean if you go in with that, and I'm not saying you have to burn the boats as, as such, but if you go in with the like, well, there isn't another option, I'm doing this because this is the life I want. then things do happen.
1: I love it. All right. So we now covered the motivation part. So you have to be super duper committed, but that can be challenging. So we covered also the job seeking itself, which is a bit of like a hard process too, because when you constantly see like, hey, remote job, and then, oh, it's not remote. Like you go in this sort of crazy roller coaster and i think for people that want to change a lot in their life like maybe they want to end live a digital nomad life or just somewhere abroad whatever they want to do they just want change in their current life and you want to go for a different job those are a lot of like life pillars i like to call them life pillar shaking that's very overwhelming so how do the people in the in a remote job academy like in your program like how do they handle that like how do they kind of stay sane in this crazy roller coaster because that's what it is and it's not always so fun
0: yeah, you're right, and I, I see I see the, the the dips and the troughs for people. Like some people don't. Uh, we have weekly calls, which range from really technical um, advice and questions, and and me giving guidance to having a bit of a therapy session of like this. This guy didn't get back to me, and I had two interviews, and they ghosted me. So like people are just being like really downtrodden by what's happening at the moment, and and not being like not being treated like a human. Like these people who make all of these applications. Um, fair enough. They can't. People can't get a personal response to every application. But when you've taken an hour of your time to interview, and these companies can't even be bothered to pick up a phone and have five minutes of interview feedback, I think it's disgusting. I really do. So sometimes it can be a bit of a bitch and a moan. Sometimes it can be, hey, I got an interview. Let's all like cheer this person on, and then that encourages other people. Like it is possible. So I think these weekly calls it's invaluable um to people and to me as well like if i'm feeling like low energy when i get off the call from the from one of these i i hear people giving support to each other and saying oh hey nina i saw this job in marketing you should apply to this company they're in your uh, your kind of company that you're looking for so You've got people in your army working with you and and for you, rather than this negative like on-site office that calling everyone back in. It's instead you're like you know this this is
1: this is going to happen. You, you're surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. Sounds amazing, and it's also it all goes back to community. I always say that one of the most amazing things about the digital nomad lifestyle it's not the coconut; it's the, it's the community. Like the coconuts don't taste so well if you don't feel (laughs) great, if you feel lonely, if you have money worries, if your business is not flowing, if you're not doing the work that you enjoy doing, like that is just how it is. And I think that, yeah, like the community aspect of this is so extremely important. And it's, yeah, it's about job sharing, but also chairing and looking out for one another. So I love that that also goes into like the remote job community a remote job seekers community <laughs> yeah
0: yeah That like, they're, like they're my bunch of
1: rebels and 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 i am uh, um, actually hearing
0: them talk about like themselves as a rebel like they identify with that and it's it's nice and that's one of the reasons i called the company remote rebellion because it genuinely does feel like we're fighting against these companies mandating where we should be um and and i'm just i don't i don't subscribe to it like i i, I know i'm not alone now in the craving or needing this kind of freedom i'm not the only person i'm not some crazy person or we're all as crazy as each other one of the two (laughs) (laughs)
1: we're gonna be as crazy as we like to be all right so let's go a little bit further down the process so then so we find jobs we know how to do resumes there is community cheering. what about like interviewing following up like do you have any practical advice for people yeah one of the one of the things people do often is they will
0: research the company but what they don't do is research the people interviewing them and so many times you will get a better response if you find some common ground with the person that you're interviewing with because fortunately or unfortunately we hire people that are like ourselves like we want to see some commonality in someone. And that's why um, diversity hiring is so difficult because we tend, and as research has shown, we hire someone who even looks like ourselves, like, which is messed up. Um, and that's why having a diverse hiring panel panel is so important because a white guy is more likely to hire a white guy um, and, and so on. And then that, and so there's only a, a panel of white guys interviewing, you know, the kind of like people you're going to get to hire. And that's not always, this is again, generally uh, speaking. So, The thing is to do have a look who's interviewing you and find some common ground that could be as loose as we grew up in the same country or grew up in the same city or that we both like water polo or that we both worked at a bank a few years ago. Find something that's going to make that person be like, oh, this person's like me. They get this. And it's it's manipulation in a way. And like it could be, I if I was researching with you, I would look into and be like, oh, she's uh you know, she's from Europe and then she lives a lives a digital nomad life. I'll mention something, Oh, she's got a cat, I'll be like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And my cat immediately you're like, she likes cats, she's like me. <laughs> and then you've got you've got that common ground. Like, even if it's subconscious, try and be discreet about it. You don't want this person to know you've been stalking them. So find a way to do that um, in a way that is like, oh, okay. So that can actually get you to the next round. Um, And obviously you're going to have to have the skills to back it up. You're going to need the experience to back it up, but that could be the difference between
1: you and another candidate in this competitive market. Love that. Love that. (laughs) All right. So go on stalker mode, but be discreet. And how do you know who is hiring? Like I think on LinkedIn, it shows like who is, but how is that on other platforms? Like, What's your advice on figuring out who is the hiring person or the recruiter?
0: Well, if you've already got invited to an interview, um, if they've not said who you're interviewing with, ask that up front. But if you're just talking about the application stage and it doesn't show on LinkedIn, uh, X person posted this, you can go into the company page on LinkedIn. Any company, no matter what size, will be on there. So you should be able to find this information. Go on, search search on the people that are in there. And you can do us in the search field. You, if you're, you're applying for a marketing manager role, you can literally type in marketing, see how many people come up in that. Depending on, the size of the company means the level of success you're getting. Getting the right person, so don't guess if it's a company of a thousand plus because you'll probably you'll probably spend a long time researching. But if it's a company of like under a hundred, you can make a pretty good educated guess based on the job ad and some of the terminology used. Because sometimes I'll actually say working in the global international department or whatever that is, so you can actually search on LinkedIn and find out. Okay if they mention they're working in the global department or whatever that looks like. So you can make an educated guess, or if you really can't find out um, you can ask the recruiter or reach out to anyone who's likely been to be in the hiring team or in the senior department. Hey, I'm interviewing for this role. I would love to know that uh, who I'm speaking with. They'll appreciate that you're taking the ta- extra time and mm-hmm. effort to, to go and do this.
1: Sweet. I like that approach. All right. What is a tip for sort of not get overwhelmed with different applications you send out? Like, when do you follow up? Maybe you have interviewed already. Like, do you use like a a tracker or something? Or yeah, I I, I highly advise
0: everyone uses some kind of tracker, even if it's only basic, even if it's only got the company name, the role, and the date that you applied. The reason for that is not only so you can see if you've applied already so you don't want to duplicate i used to hate that as a recruiter i'm like they literally applied last week. Like, what are what are they what are they playing at? This person's not not doesn't have good attention to detail, or they've forgotten, or they're just applying to anything. They don't really care about us. So that's one reason. Another reason is actually to follow up. Companies can get so many applications sometimes. It might just be that you've hidden in the middle. You didn't quite get in for the first application or the last, but you're somewhere hidden in the inbox in the middle, and they just haven't had time to get to you. So it, I, I advise everyone to reach out after two or three weeks if they haven't heard anything. Not even like a thanks. For your
1: application or you didn't get it. Um, and you can do that by email or by LinkedIn. Absolutely. And also I really love note taking. Like, obviously, we're talking about job seeking, but for anything, like even for my business, for work things, like I don't like to have all this stuff in my head. It just feels overwhelming. So I, I always like take notes and sometimes I take my notes in like um like a notepad and then I would just transfer it. To like I use notion and Asana mostly, so I would just put it in there, so then I don't have to think about it as well, and that could also yeah. like take out or take away a little bit of the overwhelm because if you're like in the midst of applying for something or in the midst of a travel that's coming up or in in the midst of like house hunting, if you have to think about all of that and keep that information in your head, that's a lot of brain energy, yeah. Yeah. And if you're thinking when you're listening to this, well, I'm applying for so many roles
0: that I can't possibly write them all into the tracker. You're applying for too many. Mm. Don't scattergun and try and apply to as many as possible. Be more tailored. You're better off to make five decent applications a week than 20 that are rubbish and that are probably not going to get noticed. Because what's going to happen then is just the same way you're going to get the door slammed in your face, you're going to get instant rejection. That's going to like make you feel rubbish. No one likes getting those rejection emails. So how, how, how about uh, getting less of those, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So one of the things I also love about what you're doing is that you sometimes come up live or come on live and give like events. And I actually host these events. You did a great job. <laughs> it's a lot of fun because you can really see like, what are the questions people have? And yeah, it's, it's really nice to see that there is that there are so many questions, but then for all those questions, there is actually an answer. And um, so I really love that. So what are, let's go into a bit of like the questions people usually have when it comes to like looking for remote jobs, like what are the burning questions or the burning sort of struggles their day experience. How can I find fully remote jobs that are not fake remote? That's one of the biggest. Um,
0: how can I actually make an application so that people get back to me and respond and I'm not ghosted? People it, it tends to not be as much on the interview side. I think a lot of the times is actually getting the foot in the door. Um, how can I get noticed and get ahead of the competition? That's a big one. It's like, I want to get noticed, I just want to get my foot in the door. So that's that's a really big one there the the themes kind of come anywhere in between those two main ones i do have a few people that, like they get to final interview and they say they found someone better so like what is it they're doing in those interviews that they could tweak and do a little bit better at as well and most people ask me how soon can i like you asked how soon can i get a remote job um is it possible uh, how quickly can i do it um what's the average time frame and is there a guarantee And there isn't because no matter, even if I set up an interview for someone, I physically got a job. I told the hiring manager, you need to interview this person. That person could just stay silent in the interview. They could virtually slap them in the face. Like I I have no control over what that person does in that interview stage or what they do along the way. So there's
1: so many different variables out there that there is no guarantee. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's just like only focus on the applicant. Sorry, guys. King Chai is here as well. He's very loud every podcast episode almost this cat is joining the conversation it's okay i can't hear him so it just makes you look a bit crazy like waving something around oh <laughs> uh, i put myself on mute the whole time because of chai um but yeah he's loud it's okay he's my nomad cat um so I love that you said about the non-guarantees but you focus a lot on like the job seeker itself at the same time like yeah maybe that company does get a lot of really good applicants and they just go with someone else or someone else for whatever reason like there are no guarantees in life anyways like you might go to your dream location and it's gonna rain the whole time and it just sucks i mean that happened. Mm-hmm. Talking about no guarantees, I went to Malta and I was like, oh, this is amazing because everyone is talking about Malta and it's going to be great. But it wasn't. It sucked. And the only reason why it sucked was I went in the wrong time of the year. I went like late, late winter, early spring, and there were just no nomads. So it was kind of like, okay, no one is here. I was bored. I was like, what is this? This is boring. I don't like Malta. But it was just because of that. Like, um, I think, yeah, it's just not so black and white. And there's always something that can happen all right so what you have a new event coming up which very exciting i believe it's on may may 11 right that's right yeah at 12 p.m central european time sweet so could you uh could you share what's happening in the in the event it's 100% live right so people can also Mm -hmm. like ask their questions in the chat and all of that yeah, exactly. So
0: the the live event is showing people how they can get a, a remote job. So it's six steps and walking them through those six steps on how to get a remote job. So there's there's a little bit in there in terms of the strategy, how to find remote jobs, where to look, how to apply, interview, and then there's the 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 the, the offer stage. So walking them through those sort of six steps, teaching them a little bit about what's involved in the remote job academy, and and essentially giving them a chance to meet. Me, see how I work, see what my vibe is. Because, like I say to everyone, when you when you're going, when you go and find a personal trainer, for example, you find a coach in anything, you're not necessarily going to gel with them. That doesn't make one person good or bad at what they're doing. It's just like you want to make sure that you get the same vibe with someone and that you're like, oh, this is a person I can see myself working with and is going to help me with my goal. So get a chance to meet me, ask burning questions that I can answer as well. And um, yeah, meet some other people that are other crazies, other rebels that are looking for the same thing. I want to know who is this event for then. So it's for essentially anyone looking for a remote job. That's also people that are in a job at the moment. That could be that that's like hybrid remote or they really don't like it and they want to get out of that. Or it could actually be for people who are looking to switch careers as well. So a lot of people are so worried that it's such a competitive market now. It's not the right time for me to be looking. How dare I look to switch careers or industries when there's so many people out of work? But I want people to forget that. Like, if you're unhappy in what you're doing and you want to switch and you want to switch to remote, then this event's for them as well.
1: Love that. Love that. And I feel like when it comes to like switching careers or like doing that kind of stuff, like it, maybe it's never the right time. Like, you, there's always like it's something that you can tell yourself. And I do believe that. If you are switching careers and that's very overwhelming, yeah, it might be helpful to seek some help in that process because there is a, yeah, there are just a few things that you got to think about, right? Like, how are yeah. you going to present your skill set? Which of the skill sets are maybe transferable so you can bring that to like the new career or, yeah. And, and I think yeah. the same goes for industries as well. Like, if you go from one industry to another industry, like, um, yeah, that, that could also, be good sweet it's like when you're learning to do something new for the first time you know like I went um skiing
0: a few months back and I hadn't been for ages so I had some ski lessons yes I could have figured it out myself I could have got my friend to help me I could have like fallen down and done and picked up some bad habits and it would have taken me a lot longer but instead um I paid to get uh ski lessons and it like I improved so much more in those two-hour lessons and I had a better time for the week so it's it's similar to that in that you you don't have to enlist the help of an expert, but it makes life
1: a lot easier and makes things happen quicker. That's so true. I have that with like cleaning my house. Like I, I hate cleaning. So yeah, I would just get like someone to clean the house It's good for that person too. That person is making extra buck, like everyone happy. And then exactly, I don't have to work during that time. I can go to the beach. I can treat myself for something nice because I'm working a lot already. And I think yeah. that's that's also nice about life. Like sometimes it's good to go a little bit out of her comfort zone and to also to invest in yourself. Like it's your life. You live only yeah. once, at least last time I checked. So yeah, <laughs> <enjoy> exactly. It. <laughs> all right, love it. I would love to give one more mindset confidence booster tip for all the job seekers out there, for the remote job seekers, particularly. Um, what can you preach michelle <laughs> but I, I promise them no
0: matter what their experience and skill set is they will have something unique that is going to be you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea right And the most english phrase ever but you're going to be someone's cup of tea and a few people's cup of tea so like don't try to be everything to everyone use the like the uniqueness that you have as an individual and and be confident that someone's going to see that and be like this is the person for me or this is the person for us
1: beautiful way to end the episode with now for everyone who wants to join the event the link will be in the show notes so if you are listening Spotify or an app or wherever you can find it there so you can sign up there it's a hundred free 100% free event if you want to learn more about remote rebellion and the remote job academy where can people find you so, the website remoterebellion.com, uh, there's a load of
0: information on there that you can get. There's actually a job board on there where you can see 100% remote jobs and work from anywhere jobs as well. You can contact me on LinkedIn, Michelle Coulson. You can find it with uh, Remote Rebellion and on Instagram, which is my personal and my work account, which is Shell is Remote.
1: Cool. Well, I really want to thank you for being here today. I really enjoyed it. And, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks. See you later.